Welcome back to Run Jump Stomp, your thoughts on games. If you want to be part of the show, it's incredibly easy to do. Grab your phone and download the Anchor app. Once you've got it, do a search for Run Jump Stomp, favorite it by hitting the star, and then send a voice message using the voice message button. Remember to keep it short because it's going to cut you off after one minute. I'll get your messages, I'll play them on the show, and we'll talk about video games together. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get started. So for those of you that don't know, I also have a Nintendo podcast called Nintendo Switchcraft. And uh, a listener who often calls into this show also listens to Nintendo Switchcraft. And I was I was talking at length about the price of the Link's Awakening, um, the, the the possible pricing of the Link's Awakening remake, which is coming to the Nintendo Switch later on this year. And uh, they decided to call into this show about it, which it's fine. Uh, it just gets people talking about video games. That's really what I want to happen. So uh, I'm going to shut up now and you can hear what they think about the pricing of Nin- of uh, Link's Awakening on Nintendo Switch. Hey, you're on Jump Stomp. This is a response to your Nintendo Switchcraft episode about the pricing regarding The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I totally agree with you about how Nintendo could easily charge $60 for the price of the game. And the reason for that is because, like you said, this is practically a whole new game. They aren't just taking assets from the original Game Boy version and then bringing them over to the Switch version. I mean, they practically have to redo the art style, the game programming, the physics. There's so much they have to do and add all over again. Uh, And to me, that justifies the price tag. Um... There are other games that have come out to the Switch that have been, like, direct ports, and it always infuriates me when I see a game that's $60 on Switch, but then 20 on other systems. So, I think Nintendo is justified in doing this. Thank you. Hey, Bill. It's Love My Ness. I want to know if you have any gaming regrets. For example, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, and I would sell my consoles at the time to get the next bigger and better console. I traded my NES as a kid for a Genesis, I traded my Super Nintendo for an N64, and I've traded in countless games as well, all decisions I wish I could take back. Over the past few years, I've gone back and I've worked really hard on building my collection back up and grabbed systems that years ago I had given away. My question to you, have you done anything similar? And aside, it still blows my mind to see how big gaming has become over the last decade or so. It's really amazing to me that I can have video game discussions with people from all ages, something unheard of when I was younger. I just love seeing video games so much more mainstream, something that really wasn't the case years ago. Love the show. Thanks, Bill. Have a great one. Hey, Love My Nest. Thanks for calling in. Um, You are 100% right about regrets. I did exactly the same thing that you did in order to like we didn't have a lot of money. So if I wanted to get the next console, I always had to trade in the old stuff. So growing up, that's what I did. I traded in my NES to get a Super Nintendo. I ended up trading in my Super Nintendo to get a Genesis, and then I traded in the Genesis to get No, no, no. And then I bought and then I ended up trading i can't remember what i traded in to get a sega cd oh my god that was a huge mistake um but i did the same thing that you did and then it wasn't until probably last year 
when I decided to do something about it. And I had built the studio that I that I do all of my recording in. Uh, I, I built. I paid somebody to build it because uh, I, I don't have any of those skills at all. Um, and then my dad and I built the desk and the shelves that you often see behind me uh, when I'm doing a Twitch stream or a YouTube uh, video. And all that stuff uh, that I have on the shelf behind me is stuff that I've picked up since I started doing the podcast. So it, with the exception of one thing, my, my, my Nintendo Entertainment System, I got that years ago. Uh, but everything else, the Virtual Boy, the original DMG-01 Game Boy, the TurboGrafx-16, Rob the Robot, the Power Glove, all that stuff that I've got sitting on the shelf behind me in my videos, all of that stuff was stuff that I ended up picking up off eBay or going to video game shops or garage sales, that kind of thing. And I'm very, very, like, I really enjoy collecting old consoles. I've got every Nintendo console except for the 64 disk drive, which is going to be impossible to find. I even have the... Um, God, what's it called again? The TV Game 6. I've even got the TV Game 6, which is before Nintendo started putting their names on stuff. Uh, so I've got lots of cool Nintendo stuff, but I want I want to branch out some more. So I did end up getting a Genesis, and I have a TurboGrafx-16 that a ridiculously generous uh, listener had sent me. Uh, as a as a gift, which was just like that blew my mind. Uh, so I, I've got like really cool stuff, but I, I want to pick up an Atari 2600, the old one with like the wooden stuff on it, because that's the one that I had when I was growing up. I, I worked my rear end off to, well, I would go into the woods and find golf balls because I lived near a golf course. And I would find the golf balls in the woods and then I would sell them back to the people who, uh, the golfers at the uh, outside the pro shop. And uh, the, I would sell them for 25 cents a piece. And my mom knew a pharmacist because she worked at a drugstore. And the pharmacist at the drugstore uh, would also buy golf balls from me for 25 cents a piece. And I like that's how I saved up. Uh, I can't I can't tell you how many golf balls I had to, to save up to get my Atari 2600, but it was a lot. And um, so, you know, I want to get another I want to get an Atari 2600 to replace the one that I ended up getting rid of. I would love to get a Sega CD to hook up to my my Sega Genesis, which I have up on the shelf behind me as well. Uh, I remember getting my Sega CD and just being blown away by the the graphics uh, at the time, <laughs> you know, Sewer Shark and things like that. Uh, it's just insanity. Uh, I would love to get my hands on a Neo Geo. So it, a lot of this stuff is not stuff that I had when I was a kid. I mean, I did have a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis, but I never had a TurboGrafx-16. I never had a Rob the Robot. I never had a Virtual Boy or a Power Glove. But there were the things that I always saw in my copy of either Nintendo Power or Electronic Gaming Monthly that I wanted to, that, like I aspired to have someday when I was a kid. And now I have them. And most of the stuff that I have even still works. 
So I'm really, I, I, I'm with you uh, with that idea of regretting trading in my stuff. Uh, that that is definitely something that I'm that I wish I had not done. Uh, mostly the systems, though, not so much the games. The games, eh, I don't really care so much about that as much. But I just I really like the look of a of a cool old retro console. I think that they look super rad. Well, I never had one myself. I always wanted one. I always thought that they looked cool. I always thought that uh, it, it looked like a really, really good device. But I never ended up picking up a PlayStation Vita. And now they have officially been discontinued. Uh, officially. No more PlayStation Vita for you. And some might say that that's a big deal. Uh, others might say, hold on, the Vita's still around? Like they were still making that thing? Yeah, they were. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but even up until now, Sony was, was shipping Vitas. I don't know who the hell was buying them, but somebody was. Some might say, if you look at the Vita, that it is the predecessor to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, if Sony had done a better job marketing this thing, I think it really could have taken off. But they were trying to compete with the DS and they were marketing it as console quality games and they were doing that with hardware that just wasn't up to the task. The 3DS was really really cheap. It was insanely cheap. In fact, you can go out and buy a 2DS right now for 80 bucks and it comes with Mario Kart. That's a ridiculous deal. The PS Vita was pretty expensive from, from what I understand. I never bought one, and if I search for it now, because they're discontinued, the prices have skyrocketed, and so I'm not sure what they actually cost. But from what I've heard, they were pretty expensive. They had some really cool features. The ability to play games that were on your PlayStation, I mean, that, that seems really awesome. Uh, you You could play your games from far away, so... Like, I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy XIV. I used to play it a lot. I, I'm, I'm not currently subscribed to it. But if I had a Vita and I was able to play that game wherever the hell I wanted using the internet to connect to my PlayStation, I mean, come on. What a cool, cool thing to, to be able to do. That, that, that was pretty insane that they had a device that could do that. And this was quite a few years ago. And then I know the Switch came out, or I'm sorry, the Wii U uh, was out. And that's really, that was really Nintendo's first try at what the Switch became. And the Switch kind of supplanted everything in uh, in the portable space. It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, spelled the, spelled the doom, spelled the doom. Is that even a phrase? It's uh, signaled the demise of the 3DS. The, the, the DS line has finally uh, come to an end. Nintendo's still making them, but they're not really fulling, um, putting their full support behind that system. And I totally understand why. They're keeping it out there to have a Nintendo system out there at a really, really low price point. And that's a really smart thing to do, even if people like me have, have given them grief for it. 
Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Let's let's move on and get back to the Vita because that's really what we're talking about. Uh, PS Vita shipments in Japan have now come to an end. Um, it, it happened last month that the Japanese page for the remaining PS Vita models was updated and it notified uh, consumers that shipments on both would be ending in coming days. Now it is confirmed. I'm trying to open up the link. It's confirmed uh, that the day is here and the shipments have stopped for the handheld console. This comes from PlayStation uh, jp.playstation.com. Um, I think that there's a lot of people out there who had a lot of fun with the PS Vita. And my question for you guys, those of you that played the Vita, I want to know what was your favorite game on that system and why? That system was supposed to be really, really popular for RPGs, especially JRPGs. And I would love to hear about the reasons why you were a fan of the PS Vita. I personally never played one, but I've heard really, really good things. And now that it's officially been discontinued and we aren't getting them anymore, I think that uh, it would be awesome if uh, the people out there listening could tell us why the Vita was a great system that was probably ahead of its time. THQ Nordic, <laughs> they did something so very, very foolish. And, you know, a lot of people are jumping up and down their th up and down at them because they're very upset. And I understand why. But I also, you know, I, I always like to play Devil's Advocate. It's pretty much my favorite game. Uh, THQ Nordic did a very, very foolish thing where they agreed to do an AMA on a website called 8chan. Now, I the first time that I heard about this, I had gone to, or I was just on Twitter, and I saw a post from THQ Nordic that said that basically they were saying, look, everything's on the up and up, uh, everything's going to be fine. We were assured that it was going to be nice and clean. And I was like, well, what are they talking about? So I kind of started flipping around through Twitter and figuring out what it was. And I saw a post that THQ Nordic had done or had posted that that said that they were doing an AMA on 8chan and some guy was going to clean up all the, the nasty stuff. And then I looked at the replies because a lot of them were saying, I'm never going to play your games again. And I was like, what is going on? And some of the people in the replies were saying that 8chan is famous for promoting child pornography. Pornography. Oh, I can't talk. And I, I'd never heard of 8chan. I've heard of 4chan. And I guess people are describing 8chan. <laughs> I mean, 4chan is like, I wouldn't go there. Um, but... <laughs> it's like people describe 8chan as the place that you go for stuff that is so disreputable and horrible that even 4chan wants nothing to do with it. And I've never been to that website. I'm never going to go to that website just from what I've heard about it. But if it's true, 
that that's the kind of stuff that goes on there, then THQ Nordic, what the hell? What the hell are you thinking? I mean, that's just foolish. That's incredibly foolish. Now, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, mostly because I had never heard of 8chan. So it's perfectly possible that whoever the person is that agreed to do this AMA, they didn't know, and I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe they didn't know what 8chan is. Maybe they didn't know that that's a place where scumbags go for kitty porn. I mean, I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I wouldn't want to know. So I understand why people are saying uh, that that THQ Nordic should not do this AMA. And it's weird because I had posted, I had posted uh, or not posted, but I had bookmarked not bookmarked either. I have a, like a little private uh, Discord channel where I put ideas for this show so that I can remember them later on. And I had grabbed that Twitter link and uh, dropped it in there. And it said, the opportunity was here and we took it. We were approached by a... Vr- <clears throat> we, sorry, we were approached in a very friendly and polite manner. And we were assured said person, shout out to Mark, We'll take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are. I mean, when I read that, that's really, really odd. Like, if if there is nasty stuff on the website, then why are you going there? Although, to be fair, you know, I'm a big fan of Reddit. Reddit is basically a forum for whatever you want, and it's free, and you can get you can get nasty stuff on there too. I don't know if it has the kind of nasty stuff that people are upset at 8chan for. I hope not. I hope that stuff isn't allowed anywhere. But uh, I hope that stuff's not on there. But a lot of people do AMAs on Reddit. So when they say nasty stuff, I, I mean, I'm not sure what they're referring to. And if they're referring to the thing that everybody seems to be upset about, then you'd think that whoever this is would have said, mm, maybe this isn't the best idea for our company. You know, maybe this is going to cost us uh, customers in the long run. And there's a million places where you can do an AMA. You can do one on your own site. You can do one on Twitter. You can do one on Reddit. You can do one on Facebook. You can do it anywhere. Why would you choose to do it in a place that is known for exploiting children? I don't know. It just seemed like a really strange idea to me. Uh, and, and it's funny because I sat down. I It's 8.35 at night and I've forgotten to record the podcast because I've just been pretty busy lately. Um, And I sat down to record this and I clicked on that Twitter link and it says, sorry, that page doesn't exist. So it looks like THQ Nordic deleted their tweet. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go to THQ Nordic, THQ Nordic, and I want to see if they, uh, what, what they said. Uh, So somebody there said, I personally agreed to do this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and controversy of the site. 
I do not con condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form. I'm terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my decision and promise to be far more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. This was not about being edgy. This blew up, and I very much regret to have done it in the first place. And that was Philip Brock, PR and marketing director. Okay, so Philip Brock, I'm going to take him at his word that he just didn't know <laughs> what he was getting into because I think it's perfectly reasonable that he didn't know what he was getting into because I didn't know what he was getting into. And I, I bet you that there's a lot of people out there who just like him and well, just like me had never heard of this site before. So I think it's reasonable that maybe Philip didn't know. Now he definitely should have done more research before agreeing to it. I mean, can I just send them a message and say that I want to do an AMA and they'll agree? The little tiny site like runjumpstomp.com? Probably not. So why would he agree to do it with 8chan without doing any research? I don't know. I think somebody might get fired, but uh, I don't know if he really deserves to get fired. He's, I don't know if he's good or bad at his job, but that seems like a huge, huge mistake. I really want to hear what you guys think about this. Do you think that uh, that Philip should, you know, should he get fired or should he be given a second chance? Should should people boycott THQ Nordic Games because of this mistake on one guy's part? Or should they give them the benefit of the doubt and realize that there are people out there who are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? luckily naive about what the the bad things in the world and uh, I don't know that you can really blame somebody for being naive I think if you do then I think that that's I don't I, I don't know how I feel I'm not sure I do want to hear about how you guys feel so you know what to do use that anchor app call in and let me know what you think about this whole THQ Nordic thing That's it for this episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. Big thank you to everybody who sent in a question, a comment, or an idea. If you want to uh, be part of the show, all you have to do is use the Anchor app, send your idea. It doesn't have to be a question. It can be about old games. It can be about new games. It can be about anything in the gaming industry. Tell me what you're excited about. Ask me questions what you want to know about. Let's talk about video games here on Run Jump Stomp. Thank you again. Use that Anchor app and be part of the show. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.